Jimmy. Yes. I made you some applesauce for lunch. Would you like some? Yes, I would. Thank you. Yes. Welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going today? We are here for the 174th episode of the Paid Search Podcast. Wow. That is a lot of hours represented. And and sometime in the next 174 episodes, I'm going to ask you who Jimmy is and who he's speaking to, but not today, because today we're going to talk about other things. We're talking about Google ads. That's what we're here to talk about. Essentially, the episode is an entire surprise to both of us that we've never done this before. I'm excited. Our listeners are excited. We're going to just jump in and just ask each other some questions and talk about some things. Just so it's so organic. It's gritty. It's earthy. It's Jason, save me. Where do we go from here? You were mentioning Jimmy and you can't wait to meet. You can't see him? Uh Uh-uh. I can't. Okay. Yeah, Chris. Uh, You know, we always uh, plan out these shows. We talk about what we're going to talk about. We break it down to the microscopic level. But you know what happens when we do that? We forget about each other. We forget about each other's lives. We're different people. We have different things going on, business, life. And I want to know what's going on in your world. What are some new things you're thinking of working on? And focusing on in Google ads primarily, but whatever you want to talk about. And then I've got some things to share with you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But first, I want to talk about Kyle Solarud's ad leg software suite. This software suite, Chris, I just I'm going to keep it clean. I love it, dude. Like these are the tools Kyle came up with a group of software tools that are basically made for and Google Ads Pro, like myself. It's all the kind of tools that I've been saying on this show forever. Like, oh man, I wish someone would make the software. I'm telling the world, I've told the world on the show, please make a software for this. And Kyle has tools that are basically like that. And the software suite comes with the keyword burst, the ad copy generator, negative keyword pro, the amazing keyword generator, and then also my personal favorite, the vid hoarder. And today I wanna focus on the keyword burst, The beautiful thing about the keyword burst is it allows you to very quickly create ad groups and keywords with all match types for the deepest level, great keywords we always talk about, the geo keywords, the near me, the city names. And what what the tool does is you list out all your geos, the suburbs, the major cities, the near me, the local, words like that. And then you list out the different keywords or ad groups you want. Like if I'm doing... Uh, moving, I would have one for movers and moving service. And then I would have one for long distance movers, state to state movers. And I would have one for office movers, office moving companies, commercial movers. And then you click a button. That's my favorite part. You just click the button and it spits out a spreadsheet that combines all your geo terms like Oklahoma City, Edmond, local near me, and then all your service terms, movers, long distance movers, commercial moving companies, office movers, and it puts them in the in a the list that you made them uh, when you entered them in the software. And then you can do all the match types that you want, even broad match modified. And then you have them all there ready to go and you can dump them into your uh, campaign. I love it. I use the keyword burst every week. And I want to thank Kyle and 
the AdLeg software suite for sponsoring today's show. Listeners of the Paid Search Podcast can get a free seven-day trial, a free seven-day trial at software.adleg.com slash PSP. Thanks, Jason. And I want to tell you guys about optio.com slash PSP. This is a special tool designed for getting information, getting it cleanly, and getting inspiration about your campaigns. You're stuck in a rut. You, you, you keep coming back to your campaigns. You're checking the same stuff. You're not feeling inspired about what to do. You need some help. You need almost like a consultant looking over your shoulder and pointing to something that's right in front of your face, but you're not seeing it. Optio is a great tool to help you see the unseeable, see the data that you can't see. It visualizes the data. It gives you recommendations in your inbox to tell you about all the cool things that you can do that you don't even see. Bid changes, keyword changes, pausing certain keywords, adjusting uh, strategies from the top of Google Ads to the bottom. There's all kinds of cool things that it can do, and it does it in a very visual, easy-to-manage way. You get a six-week extended trial. Six weeks. This is not something offered to the public. This is offered specifically for people who go to opteo.com slash PSP. Tell the guys in the chat window that you want a special six-week extended trial. They'll give it to you. We want to thank them for their sponsorship of the show. And usually, I hand it off to Jason from here. You hear that? That's my hands rubbing. I'm, I'm so excited. We have an audible review. Usually we get to hear it in Jason's lovely, deep voice. But today we have an audible. And and I have to say, if more people call in and leave these reviews, I can't promise we'll always play them. But we love our international listeners. And here in Texas, I just don't hear such cool voices like what we have today. So I just wanted to play it and share it with you guys. Here we go. Oh, hi guys. This is Lily. I'm calling from Sweden. I wanted to leave a voice with you. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for quite some while now, and I think it's very nice to learn so much about Google Ads, how to manage an account, business strategy, and so much more, but also to do it while listening to very entertaining people. And I've often have burst out laughing while I'm on my commute because you guys really are great at combining expert advice with a very good sense of humor. So thank you so much for that, and I'm looking forward to every episode. So keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you, Lily. That is very nice of you, Jason. I love that. Thank you. It was, yeah. Burst out laughing. I mean, it's not a comedy show that you hear every day that gives you information along with entertainment. That's... We're gonna give we're gonna give you some actionable insights today, and we thank you so much for listening. And if you want to check out the show notes, they're at uh, this link on our website. And uh, today we have a guy we've never talked to before, but his people reached out to us and said he does podcast interviews. And we said, "Oh, we have a podcast, and we don't know what to talk about, so we do interviews with people we don't know." And he's gonna tell you some actionable insights today. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us that five star rating. Thanks so much for listening to these actionable insights. So if you guys want that show, just let us know. We can do it. Every other Google Ads podcast out there is is exactly what you described. Yeah, when when you approached me about doing a podcast, I was like, 
oh, so we're just going to talk to strangers and then act like we're best friends with them for an hour every other week or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I love it. No, thanks for the Isn't review. That what we do? Isn't that what we do already? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I've never met you. So technically you're a stranger. I've only seen your face no, on I'm a digital kidding. screen, but uh, okay. Well, Jason, let's jump in. We've got some fun stuff. I'm looking at an entirely blank spreadsheet with no ideas on the page because today we're going to All right, just screw the sheet don't look at the sheet look at look at the bullet points you wrote down i'll look at mine okay you show me yours i'll show you mine we'll go one by one and again chris i just i had plenty to talk about i had a whole show written up but you know what i crinkled it up in a piece of paper i threw it over my shoulder and i was like no i want to know about chris i've got some things that are just on my mind that i've been percolating on thinking about and the extremely great show notes I came up with, I just didn't want to do them because they're not what I'm feeling right now. I just I just have things all week long that I'm just focusing on that are making me a lot of money and getting me great results. And I want to know what you're doing too. So let's go. What okay. do you got, Chris? Okay. Okay. Jason, number one, I'm going to hit heavy because you know I'm not sure everybody's going to tune in for the whole episode. So I'm going to throw my best up top. Okay. If, if you guys don't like my best one, just leave at this point because it it gets worse for me. But um, my, <laughs> you are the best podcast salesman I've ever met in my life. Kicks off the show, guys. My video sucks, but definitely listen to the audio because that's good too. <laughs> okay, and then like later, or a few minutes later, like guys, this is my best shot. It's probably not going to be very good, and if you don't like it, just leave. Yeah, yeah. keep hey. telling them to leave, Chris. That really helps the show. Thank you. Clients tell me all the time. I just got an email today. We love your honesty, Chris. That's my best asset, Jason, is brutal honesty. Okay, here we go. So what I've been doing lately, I did it today, and I really like it. It was so easy. So I had a client, and I know you've gotten these emails before, a client that says, hey, we were bored last night, and we, we brainstormed and came up with this brand new landing page. Even though you're getting amazing success with our current landing page, we have this whole new one that we're going to throw at you. Jason, before, I would say, Oh, okay. So I'd write a couple new ads. I'd throw those in, you know, and maybe pause some other ones, even though those had good click-through rates and I'm going to have to reset all the metrics, kind of throw a a monkey wrench into a campaign that's already working really well. And maybe the click-through rate could drop. Maybe by resetting some of these ads, the click-through rate could drop. It could mess things up. Another option is I start an entire new campaign draft and do an experiment. I set up a draft, I launch an experiment, and I run them 50-50. That's where I thought you were going. Even better. This is something I think is even better. I use an ad variation, which is under the drafts and experiments tab. You can go to the ads ad variation and set up a variation to replace certain features of an ad. So you can say, replace the headline, replace the description, replace, you know, whatever, find this and replace it. Or you can say, replace the final URL. When this is on the final URL, replace it with this new landing page. Then set up an experiment within that ad variation. Give it a 30% spend, a 50% spend, 10% spend, whatever you want to do. And then let the original get 90% or 80% or whatever. And once it's all set up, the cool thing is it happens immediately. Unlike experiments where you have to wait till the next day for it to kind of start working and start getting some stuff and, uh-huh. and it takes a little while. I started this today and 
I'm seeing a beautiful screen on my ad variations that shows impressions up or down, click-through rate up or down, conversions, cost per click. All these metrics are shown. How are the visitors reacting to this new landing page? And I'll be able to see it live as it's happening. There's an apply button and there's a pause button. I can pause it and it stops running that new URL, or I could apply it and it immediately adds it to the original and you're good to go. This is something- Okay, daddy, daddy. I love- Slow down, slow down, dad. Okay, I really love this advice. I deal with this myself. I am very good at what I do, but what I do is in a silo sometimes. I'm just very focused on certain parts of Google Ads and had not seen the ad variations yet. Now, first, I wanna ask you some questions. How did you find out about this first? Were you going to make an experiment and then you were like, what's that tab? Yes, exactly. I I was going to do my normal thing. I was going to create a campaign and I saw it and said, what is this? I I have never used it. So everyone can see it because I just did it um, in their head and on their screens. You go to drafts and experiments in that tab column. We call it the middle gray bar. That's what I call it. Um, Like you got campaigns, ad groups at the top, blah, 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 very bottom, drafts and experiments. That's where you're going. And then when you're in the drafts and experiments, who knows if it's at the top of the screen, who knows if it's a drop down right below it because it looks different for different people these days. But within the drafts and experiments area, you're looking for ad variations. Okay. And then it makes you go to all campaigns and then uh, you select a campaign that you want and then you create a variation, find and replace this in that meaning like this URL in the final URL or this word in headline one, and then you replace it, then you hit continue, and then you do 50% or an end date or whatever percent you want. Then you hit create variation. Let me ask you, once you do that, where are you checking the data once this is live? Are you checking it in drafts and experiments and then add variations? Or are you checking it at the ad level inside the campaign? Where do you see if it's working? I'm actually checking it uh, in the ad variations page. Once once you launch one, it will have a row that shows you your current variation, whether it's active, it shows you what it's changing, and then it gives you the affected ads. I can see that there's 22 affected ads that it's uh, doing this on, and I can see the metrics. You know, Impressions are up or down, click-through rate, all that kind of stuff, and it gives you metrics on it. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, this, this is... The landing page is a much more aggressive change, but imagine if you wanted to change something from free, get get a free consultation, and it changes everything from get a free consultation to get a expert consultation, right? And Instant. You want to, Instant expert, yeah, ex, yeah. fast, so whatever. You change it from free. You can set this up. You don't have to write all kinds of new ads or pause your old ones. You can just do a quick variation, wow. change it all, boom. I love it. It's a whole new world for me. Don't bait me. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Oh, you will, I knew it. There. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you would do it. You're a millennial, Chris. Uh, I'm not gonna dis. I'm not gonna disrespect this segment by singing on top of it right now because this is extremely powerful. This is this is a game changer, and I appreciate you sharing this with me and our audience because uh, this is why. You know, we, we started off today's uh, little segment talking to each other before we started recording. You were you were pretty upset with me for different reasons. <laughs> but um, then yeah. I came up with this idea at the last second, and I think it's paid off in spades, at least for me, because this is, this is an unbelievable tip. This is an unbelievable thing to know about. And 
let's be honest, Chris. Why is this so powerful? If you're good at what you do, if you're good at Google ads like we are, why would you ever do an experiment for anything other than ad copy? That's the only reason I found myself doing experiments over the years now is ad copy and final URLs because everything else, I already know if I'm going to do manual bids or automated bids. I already know if I'm going to target certain keywords or not. I already know schedule, all that kind of stuff. The only reason I've been going to experiments and needing them and I like them is because ad copy and final URLs. And I'll give you an example. I have a client, nice website, and we're targeting various topics that are on that website with different like service pages. Your best Google AdWords manager you've ever known, me, has a hunch that even though those service pages are more relevant because they have the keywords and all that and oh, quality score and all that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. other people talk about, I have a hunch the homepage is a better customer experience for a new user and is going to lead to a higher conversion rate. I can't go to my client and verbalize that right now because it would be offensive to the work they've done with their website. And so I just don't want to go down that road. And then at the same time, I don't want to pause the campaign and start a new one. I really haven't been motivated enough to do a whole experiment and check if it's running and all the, and only change and do all that. What I want is to only change the ads. And now Boom. I have a way to do it. So this is a beautiful tool and I'm going to use this all the freaking time. I know. I know. It, it, the funny thing is that you mentioned, let's talk about what we're doing today in Google ads or lately in Google ads. And I was like, this is perfect. Cause I just blew my own mind when I saw this. It's been here forever, but I've never heard anyone hype this up about how powerful it can be for the daily grind of like, oh, gosh, I really need to test some ads, you know, and and it's so difficult. Chris, you know why we like it? Create the, the little verbiage inside the account, what it says from Google, create a simple ad variation to see how it affects performance across one or more campaigns. Well, what are we that we're the simple Google ads guys? Like we keep everything Simple because that's what works. And this is a this is an amazing tool. Simple. It's like change one thing. Yeah. And the thing I think what people could do is instead of writing whole new ads and changing the tone of the entire ad, now you can change one word. You can change one landing page. You can change one description and do a test and immediately jump back and say, oh, okay, that failed. And then immediately pause it, cancel it, and it goes right back to the way it was. So it's beautiful. All right, Jason. Um, I've set the standard. Uh, please don't disappoint. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's looking way down his list. I mean, mine. I mean, um, I mean, mine are not uh, as <laughs> as impressive as as that. And uh, to be honest, neither are the rest of yours. No, they're not. Like, <laughs> I've already spilled. And the beans. by the way, when we cut this up on YouTube, that's so unlike you. What what I could imagine you doing. And by the way, the the way for people listening on audio who don't see the YouTube right now. You're missing out on this straw matching his t-shirt color. Oh, dang it. Yeah, it does match, matching doesn't it? Matching his beautiful <laughs> eyes. It is. I just, I'm gonna I just put, can't even focus. I'm going to put that, that out so. of the screen. I didn't realize it was on camera. There Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, focus there. Wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, we're, we're going to devolve the show now into different smaller topics. And we will revisit ad variation at another time because that's, a, that's an awesome tip, dude. Should we name this whole episode? Just amazing ad variation. No, don't worry tip. about it. No, don't. That's not my job. I got you. <laughs> amazing I ad you. variation 
tip. Yeah, tip. don't worry about it. Don't we, we'll, we'll take care of it, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great, great. Uh, we'll take that under consideration. Great idea. No, what, what, honestly, what we're going to do, Chris, is we're going to name this, uh, you know, something like catching up with what we're thinking or whatever, what we're working on now, something like that. Amazing insights, something like that in parentheses. But on YouTube, we're going to put the full episode out there and then we'll also cut it up into different segments, mm. kind of like we do with a Q&A because this is, that that deserves its own thing. And uh, that's cool. Okay, so let me let me take it from the technical stuff inside the account to just a gamesmanship, capitalism kind of thing I'm dealing with. I've got an article out there called like, is, does the sweet spot in Google ads exist? And I want to throw this out to you. Position number one, someone's bidding a crazy high amount. Position number three, it's just a, not even a big player and they're not bidding much at all. Position number two, does that become the sweet spot? Because what you're getting in position number two is you're getting visibility. No, you're not going to get clicked on all things equal as much as number one because they're show up higher, higher click-through rate. But you're still showing up number two. That's still a pretty decent amount of, of traffic you can get from number two. Penny saver program, whatever, you're paying a penny more than it costs to show up in the third position. And I guess the guy in the first position is paying a penny more than it costs for you. So let's just keep all things equal here. Say, like big, Use big numbers for hypotheticals. Say position three is bidding $10. Say position one is bidding $200 and you in position two are bidding $100. So you're bidding $100. You're going to force position one to pay $100 and a penny. And because position three is bidding $10, you're going to pay $10 and a penny. So my whole theory was this is a sweet spot because I can punish the guy above me in position one, absolutely punish them. And if position three is doing what I hope they're doing, which is bidding a lot lower than the top two people, I can get away with bidding super high because position three bidding super low is going to allow me to get a low actual cost per click, even though mm. I'm bidding high. So I, that's wow. a theory I have. Obviously, you can't. Yeah. I mean, read my articles, Chris. I got good stuff out there. The sweet spot. Am I blowing your mind? You like that? Yeah. Did, I, did I bring it? Did I bring it? I never thought about how much position three, two, and one pay in respective to interplay off each other. Yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know. Is that the way it works? I don't know if it's true either. I, I have no. How would we know? We would sit in our offices and make a bunch of money and do good good jobs and focus on search terms and get people new business and all that kind of stuff. But, but, but we don't. We don't we get don't to see the, the numbers black box inside the algorithm. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. You don't get to see what your competitors are bidding. You don't get to see what other people are paying. And crucially, we don't see the black box. We don't know really how things work. I mean, and people are going to be like, how can you say that on your podcast? Well, we know how things are described to work, but actually all the factors and all that, we don't have the black box. Nobody does. And it's their business. It's not ours. So we're just going off the results we see. However, if you talk about that old penny saver thing if you talk about the way the auction works the at least described the way it used to be described that, i don't know if the penny saver thing is still even a dude things are you want to talk about what we've been talking about lately i'm training someone right now in google ads and i'm going through my big spiel like not just like ad variation super expert tips that we get like that but like basic what's google ads how does it work i was going through the quality score thing and ad rank the other day chris and you remember when we came on to that 
huge thing we we kind of discovered with the click-through rate portion of quality score and it's expected click-through rate based on your and others account but also every advertiser ever or whatever right that caught that messaging changed in the new interface and the new help now it says the history of your account or something like that and it says your account and it doesn't mention everybody's really so did they change it or did they just change the verbiage i don't know but anyway I don't know what got me on that, but I you're guess we're talking about how you're talking about how things evolve, and there's no giant post on you know on Blogspot uh, about uh, well that's where they used to post. I don't know if, I don't think they post on Blogspot anymore, but the Google uh, blog, you know, when they they don't do a press release that hey we changed our CTR our expected CTR quality score metric. Like 99% of the people in the world wouldn't even understand what that's referring to, but uh, right, they're, right. they're not going to post about it because that's not, they don't want to bring attention to it. Yeah. And it's all, and this is just a theory, this whole, uh, does a sweet spot exist? And if it, if it does, if that's actually a thing, if it actually does work like that, number three is crucial because if the person in number three, again, going back to number one bidding 200, number two bidding 100, if number three is bidding $99 and not $10, the whole sweet spot doesn't exist because then you're paying a big amount in this example. But it's just something I've had. So anyway, Chris, that has influenced my thinking in terms of how to compete with people that come into the market and ruin the cost structure for you. Because you've probably seen this where you're running for months, you're running for years, you're used to a cost per click, you're used to a cost per conversion, used to a position. And then all of a sudden, a new player or players enter the market and maybe they used to advertise on Google ads. Maybe they're back. Maybe it's their first time. Maybe they are doing it themselves. Maybe they're talking to a super aggressive agency that sold them on all this stuff. And then they come in and they totally blow up the cost. And it's like everybody's costs go higher. You were bidding a bunch, but only paying a little because no one else was bidding that or near that or position three wasn't or whatever. Or if you're in position three, position four wasn't bidding anywhere near your bidding. So all of a sudden, your cost per click goes up and you're like, what is going on? And anyway, what's been on my mind is over the last few months that happened to me, multiple players came into a space and they were driving up the cost per click. They were driving up the cost per conversion. And I communicated that to my client and I was like, hey, what they're doing is crazy. I don't think it's sustainable knowing everything I know about your industry. And I think they're going to go away. So what I advise you is let's continue to do what we're doing. If our cost per click, if our cost per conversion go up for a couple months, give me some slack. Don't fire me. Don't like say we have to change everything. Understand, I'm telling you, it's going to go up for a couple months and I'll do my best to keep it reasonable. And then if I keep it reasonable, that means volume might go down a little because we got some crazy people in our market now. And lo and behold, a couple months later, these idiots, these extremely dumb people, they either went away and stopped advertising or they dropped their bids themselves and everything is more at a sane level now. So just in terms of what I'm dealing with, I had a hunch because of my sweet spot exists and the way things competitors play off of each other. I had a hunch that what I was seeing could not last. And because I had that hunch and communicated to my client, I felt comfortable getting bad results for a couple months, whether it be bad results because the costs go up too much or bad results because we had to keep things reasonable and volume goes down. And then lo and behold, a couple months later, 
these fools dropped off and it just wasn't sustainable how high they were bidding. So I guess my point is, Chris, you and I, people like us, we got to use our instincts. We got to use all this accumulated knowledge and we can't hit the panic button just because something changes and change everything. Like what, how many idiots do you know that would have gone, oh my gosh, everything's changed. I'm going to do this new kind of bidding now and totally throw off all the manual bids I had expertly managed for years. Mm -hmm. But no, I kept it cool. I said, it's going to get rocky, but it's not sustainable what they're doing. Lo and behold, things are better now and these people cooled off. So that was kind of an experience I went through. Yeah, I like it. I think that's excellent advice. I know a lot of times uh, that's something I've dealt with before is jumping into panic mode, you know, seeing things drop and change and then suddenly just throwing all my strategy. You and I never jump into panic mode. It's it's clients and people we work for and just advertisers in general on Google Ads panicking and then putting pressure. And then sometimes it's just hard to stand up to the pressure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I'm not panicking, but I get emails where the client is is panicky and forcing saying, if you don't do something, you know, I'm going to just cancel this whole thing. You know, it's so moving too fast with f- too few information. Uh, considering the time. Let's each do one more. Yeah. I have one more I'm going to mention. So the question to revisit the topic is what's been going on lately in Google ads for you. What are some things you're doing recently? And what I'm doing recently is part of my regular check is to go in and see if there's any, loss due to budget. And if there's any loss due to budget, anything significant, let's say like over 15%, okay? 10% can jump up and down. Search impression share loss due to budget. Right, exactly. Thank you. Search impression share loss due to budget. Effectively, it's that giant red text on there that says limited due to budget, you know? So if, if there's a limit due to budget, I have been trying to systematically rewire my brain to realize it's not limited by budget. I feel like the the warning on that page should be you're missing out on clicks. There's a potential to get more clicks and still spend the same amount. So what I've been doing is I've been going in and I either adjust bids at the keyword level uh, for some, you know, if there's some campaigns that are high keyword spins for, you know, just a few keywords, or I just bids at the ad group level. If everything's pretty much on a, you know, same bid and everything, you know, it's a very even spend across all of the ad groups. And then number three is if I don't really like any one of those, I'll just go to the, um, devices and pull one de- device down. Typically it's going to be, mobile because that's probably where most of the traffic's come in and I'll because usually computer performs a little bit better I don't really want to bid that down but I will bid down mobile and uh, I'll pull that down 10 15 20 percent and the reason for all of this and the reason I mentioned search and pressure share loss due to budget is because if you're running out of money that means there's more supply than you're able to get so if you lower your bids you can now get more clicks without increasing your budget. And this is great because let's assume your click-through rate drops a little bit. And let's assume maybe you maintain the same conversion rate. Assuming those things happen, you will get more conversions. If your conversion rate stays the same, you get a little less click-through rate. That means you'll get more conversions because your total, if you, if you decrease bids by 10, 20%, you'll get that much more traffic and now you get more conversions. It's like magic. And sometimes this is very basic. You originally introduced me to this idea that I just 
had a block in my head, like bid more, bid more, bid yeah. more, you know, and this is such, it's such a basic thing. And, um, I think it's, I think it's great. Um, and it's something I try and do on a regular basis is, you know, as part of my check, part of my checklist that I have is going in saying, okay, can this campaign do better with less bids? Chris, that's music to my ears. And that is something I've been harping on for years now. I'm I'm not good at advanced math. Um, I've always been bad at it. But one thing I'm great at is simple al- algebra. Simple algebra. And when it comes to your bid, your cost per click, your cost, your number of clicks, your cost per conversion, all that stuff is simple algebra. There's only like a few factors. And it's like, okay, if you pull down one lever, how does that affect the other lever and that kind of thing. So that's something I've been, I've been doing forever and it sounds so simple, but it definitely is a very independent minded and unique thing I've thought to do because for whatever reason, everybody else and all the messaging and all that kind of stuff, no one's telling you to lower the bids. Everyone's focused on more, 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 more budget, more aggression, more click-through rate, more impression share, whatever. But to me, it's always been very simple. And part of it's my algebra, part of it's my accounting background. If you have a fixed budget, because say we're not going to change our budget, and we have a fixed cost per click, say the budget's $100, say the click cost per click is 10 that's 10 clicks a day at $100 a day. If you lower the cost per click to f- 5 and you're still able to show up all the and still able to get clicks 5 into 100 is 20 clicks so you get double the clicks and like you're saying same conversion rate why would the conversion rate change it shouldn't double the conversions same quality of traffic for the same budget lower cost per conversion and you're right and so to me it's just a it's a very simple game it's how low it's like uh what do they call that game where people take off their shirt and then they lower their back and they try to go under that bar. Lim- limbo, but it's not naked. But naked limbo, I oh. guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, right. But yeah, it's it's a game like that. How low can how low can you go? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Like it's yeah. just a game of how low you can go. So say it's a hundred dollar day budget, say your bids are ten, cost per click is ten. Well, you can go to five maybe, and then you get double clicks. Maybe you can. It depends on your situation. But what if you go to $1 and then you show up at an average position of eight, if that's even a thing? I don't even know if that's a thing. But you never show up on the first page. You don't get any clicks at all. And then you don't get any conversions at all. So it's just a game of how low can you go? So the question is, okay, go a little lower. How do we do this week with the budget? Go. Li- oh, we didn't spend the full budget. Okay, let's raise it back up just a little. We found our level. And uh, I think that's a that's a great mindset. I'll say one quick thing, and then I'll, I'll let you jump in with your last item. Um, one quick thing about this is I do a lot of training and consulting with people live. Um, go to my website, chrisshaver.com. And you can completely ignore that bright red warning on your keywords that says below first page bid. Okay. A lot of people freak out and they think, oh, I'm below for, I'm not showing anything, but yet they're still getting impressions and clicks. So you have to fight against the urge to just start bidding more to make that little red text go away. You can still get clicks and traffic that 
word there is to, is based on the fact of your most expensive example. New York City at noon, you're not going to get on the first page. But in 90% of the other ones, you could still get impressions and clicks. So, Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, how it could happen, just to think things through theoretically. You have a keyword, New York City Movers Phrase Match. Say you're going to bid $12, and say you get the status warning there. This is below your first page bid. New York City Movers Phrase Match. $12. This is below your first page bid. You're like, oh my gosh, like you're saying, is it below the bid? Uh, am I going to show? And then you let you take Chris's advice and you just leave it there for a little bit and see if you start getting impressions. How would you get impressions? Well, what if that phrase match keyword allows you to show on New York City Movers open on Saturdays? And what if a handful of other advertisers have Saturdays as a negative keyword? Or they have the phrase match open on because they don't want those kind of searches for whatever reason. There's less advertisers in the auction. And now all of a sudden, maybe not for New York City movers, that exact search, but for a phrase you picked up about Saturdays, you were able to show. So I think that's how it works. I think that's what's going on. Or maybe it's just not accurate. But assuming it's 100% accurate, that's how you could still show up. All right, Chris, last one to stay you know, with the, with the theme here of bids, I'll spin you right round, baby, right round. Oh, like yeah. a record player. Right round. Okay. <laughs> you remember those days, Chris. Chris, did you ever club in the 80s? Uh, Jason, I was 10 years old in the 80s, starting at zero to 10. <laughs> so no, uh, I was a little, little young. I'm not that old. Thanks. Do you like George Strait? Uh, no, but... If if oh one, you don't but if somebody who's is thinking about hiring me likes George Strait absolutely I like George Strait <laughs> I just thought of clubbing in the eighties and I was like Chris wasn't clubbing he's going to country line dances and then I thought about older country music and I thought about George Strait I d- yeah I mean of course I listen to George Strait when you're zero to ten your music choice is based on what your parents are playing on the radio or on the cassette back in my days so uh, yeah I mean. How many how many days a week do you wear denim on average? Uh two, I guess, because Fridays two? Really? Fr- Friday going out on Friday night and Saturday night for dinner with the family. I going usually wear out. I wear going my out. my jeans and my boots usually. Uh so that's I guess that maybe 3 days to church. I wear it to wear my jeans and my boots to nice. church. So, yeah. Can we move on? What are you wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I only see your shirt. What 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 bottoms shorts. are you wearing? I wear shorts when I'm working. I don't wear. I mean, who wears what jeans? Kind of shorts? Basketball shorts? No, no. Are you wearing loose no, shorts? I'm, are you wearing I'm, jean shorts? No, they're like khaki shorts. They're like my. They're like they're my junk work shorts. I mean, no practical khaki person. Or, khaki or cargo? Khaki. No cargo. Cargo is bulk is too bulky. So if you're wearing if you're wearing khaki shorts with no cargos, does that mean you're wearing loafers with no socks? Uh, I, we've been through this. A- anyone listening knows I don't wear shoes. I've discussed that, so I'm not wearing shoes. Oh, yeah. Remember, I don't wear shoes. So no, it's just when you when you do the podcast. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm barefoot. And uh, and last time we talked about that, I asked for a toe shot. Can we get one just on one foot? <laughs> yep, yep. Just raise it up. Absolutely. Five seconds. There you go. Isn't it, isn't it beautiful? 
All right, you're playing games with me, Chris. Okay, so sticking on the topic here, sticking on the theme. Oh yeah, now you're no, now you're gonna say sticking to. You literally got through talking about my toes, and you're like sticking to the theme. Oh, who's okay? Go ahead. Um, now we were just talking about lowering the bids to spend more of the budget, right? Yeah, that's a problem with our show. It's like Lily's on her commute to work. She's she knows people in the Google Ad space. She wants to recommend our show to them. Yeah, She's but- like, hey, these guys have great content, <laughs> great top, great tips about Google Ads. People would share our show more if we didn't embarrass them. Because what if she shares the show to like a colleague or some, a respected colleague, and then they're like, they just talked about their toes yeah. for fifteen minutes. He, he, guy keeps memes. asking what the other guy's wearing. I don't know what his fascination. This is the second week in a row that he's talked about his club. Yeah, maybe we should have a second show, the Professional Paid Search Podcast, the PPSP. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one she can recommend. Lily can tell her colleagues about that. Yeah. Oh man, maybe. Think. um, I don't know. Like, are we missing out on recommendations because people don't want to recommend? Mm shows where people yeah but anyway we're doing what we're doing so we're talking about lowering the bids to spend uh to get more clicks for the same budget now like i told you that's something i do all the time but i've also added a new tool to my repertoire to my toolbox here um raising the bids how about that chris how simple does that sound raise the bid so here's here's a situation run into it quite a bit lately we're running we have good keywords we're everything's good but we're not spending the full budget and in the past with myself and some people it's like okay raise the bids raise the bids and then it's just everyone's inclination is to go okay we 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 raised them and they go okay but we're not spending the full budget still so i thought we raised them and they go yeah we raised them five percent last week (laughs) and then you know what i do to this pen oh boy i throw it across the room and i ask them I asked them, are you stupid or are you just bad at what you do? <laughs> because why would you raise a bid 5%, 5% and then sit around two weeks and see what happens? So my whole new outlook on raising the bids to raise position to the point where you can get clicks and spend try to spend the full budget. If I'm talking about raising the bids, I raise the bids. See what happens. So if a bid is $10, I'll go to 30 If a bid is $25, I'll go to 75 Dang. What? What do I care? What do I care? <laughs> Yeah, see, you're having the same reaction everybody else has. Why don't you slow down? Why don't you think for a second, okay? What's the magic of Google Ads that old school radio TV advertisers don't understand? They don't understand that there's no middleman. There's no guy sending out direct mailers telling you if you want to change your direct mailer, it's going to be a turnaround time of two months, and it's going to be $2,000 just for that phone call. There's no middleman. Everything's changeable on a dime. You don't have to redo the billboard. You don't have to reshoot the commercial. Okay? So if I put a bid from $25 to $75, I can find out very quickly the next two days whether that's going to be enough. And if I overshot it and I went too high and the costs go up too high and I am spending the full budget, you know what I can do, Chris? I can lower Lower the bid back down. I can press two buttons and lower it in the time we're talking here. So now don't you think it's... Don't you see how having a reaction like, whoa, man, you went from 25 to 75 is just not the way it should be. It should be like, okay, yeah, you mean business. That's a serious raise. And I'm going to be on my toes now because I'm going to be watching for costs to come in too high because I don't want that to go on. But if I watch it, 
today, tomorrow, I'll be able to catch it. And then I can lower from there and we can find that sweet spot that we were talking about earlier. So my, my thing I've been working on is if we need to raise the bids, I'm raising them extremely aggressively. I'm making a decision. I'm figuring something out. And then I can very quickly lower them down and try to find that sweet spot and not pay too much of a price. Cause I'd rather overpay for one or two days. If the daily budget's like 50 or a hundred, then sit around and not spend the budget for two to three weeks while we see if our 5% change is going to work. So that's my outlook on trying to find that sweet spot. I like it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a good point. Um, you know, make it, make some changes because that's the advantage Google ads has over literally every other type of advertising is you have data. You have the information about what the change did for your campaign. So, um, all right. Well, with that, I'm going to say, remind you guys to go check out optio.com slash PSP. Great online tool. Get things done faster. Get things done better, more efficiently. Get alerts in your inbox about your Google Ads campaigns with this great tool. You can try it out for free. For free. For six weeks. That's enough time for you to take the campaign and try it for an entire reporting cycle that's past the four week time that's into half through the next month you can try it and see what it does you can measure the effects of the tool on your campaigns opteo.com slash psp try it out you'll like it thanks chris and i want to thank kyle solarud and recommend that everyone go get their special offer their free seven-day trial of kyle solarud's ad leg software suite the kind of tools we promote on the show, the beautiful thing about them, the one thing that ties everything together, I think, is we promote tools that are very clear. They're made by someone who is inside of Google Ads campaigns and knows the problems that we all face and knows how to speed up our work and make us more make us more efficient. Kyle does that with the AdLeg software suite. He's got multiple tools, an ad copy generator, negative keyword pro, the Keyword generator, amazing keyword generator, the vid hoarder to find YouTube videos to target displacements. And then today we're focusing on the keyword burst. The keyword burst will save you a ton of time. You combine your geo terms, the city names, local near me, all that kind of stuff with all the different kind of service terms like movers, uh, moving companies. Uh, if you're a divorce lawyer, divorce lawyer, family lawyer, custody lawyer, all those service terms that you want in different ad groups. It combines those service terms with the local geoterms, and then it spits them out into a spreadsheet, all the different kind of match types, including broad match modified. And then you can just dump those into your Google ads account. I use it. It saves a ton of time. Get your free seven day trial of the AdLeg software suite, Kyle Solarud's AdLeg software suite at software.adleg.com slash PSP. So Chris, I think what we're going to do, we're going to jump this thing over to Patreon. Um, I've got one very special Patreon thing to talk about that I would mm -hmm. only talk about on Patreon in terms of what I'm working on. Um, and then we can also, as time permits, we can go through some of the other things we wrote down and uh, just have a good time. So we uh, recommend everyone go to patreon.com slash paid search podcast, sign up. It is a whopping $2 a month. We do a show, an after show. Every week we do this show and you get like a second podcast all for two bucks a month. It helps the show. We, we appreciate your support. And uh, we'll see you over there. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace.